Hi, friends. I'm Mandy. And I'm Missy. And we're the Wayward Homesteaders. In this podcast, we will talk about homesteading and homeschooling. We will cover topics like food preservation, gardening, unschooling, and all the things we enjoy doing with our families. Grow with us as we talk about creating a homestead full of poop, plants, permaculture, and everything in between. Hi friends, this is Mandy from Chapel Forge. And this is Missy from Homesteading Roots. So today we're coming to you from Mifflintown together in the same room recording on the same device, which is super exciting. I don't even think we did this when you were at our house in June. No, we, yeah. no, all we, we just recorded on. the YouTube video about the hellish <laughs> vacation that we had, quote vacation. Yeah. Um, okay, so the Culbertsons arrived in Pennsylvania on... Friday? Friday night. Yeah. So in case you are behind on what's going on, give them a quick background about like why you moved to Florida, why you came back, just a quick synopsis. Sure. So we um, moved to Florida May of 2021, right? Right. Yeah, last year. May of 2021. Um, We went there for a job opportunity for Jeremy. Um, Jeremy did that job for a little while. We tried to make it our home and it just wasn't, it wasn't where we felt that we were supposed to be. Um, we stuck it out for almost a year and a half and, um, we slowly, I guess probably around June started looking for property back in PA where our friends and family are. Um, we wanted, we knew we wanted a couple acres where we were at in Florida. We had like an eighth of an acre and we couldn't really do, we exhausted our possibilities at the property that we had. Um, we couldn't really do much of what we wanted to. We were in a development at the end of a cul-de-sac, excuse me, and we just wanted some more space. So we put our house in the market. We started looking for properties here in PA and we kind of left it wide open. Um, one of the main, other main reasons that we wanted to leave Florida was we were missing out on time spent with Jeremy's daughter, um, Vanessa, who lives here in PA with her mom. Um, we just couldn't make it work as far as, you know, her mom being happy with Vanessa being with us all summer. And then there would be times where we would see Vanessa for the summer, but then we wouldn't see her for an entire year until the next summer because it would be her mom's turn for holidays. And it was just a mess and it was starting to bother Vanessa. She really wanted to be with Jeremy and spend more time with him. So that was another reason for doing that. Um, so yeah, we took a couple months. We The showing of the house and the house being on the market was stressful in and of itself. Um, if you ever wanna know what the faults are in your house, put huh. it on the market and have people walk through. You will hear feedback that you didn't even know existed. Um, so we dealt with all of that. We actually found a property we liked here when I was up visiting, um, Zad, Mandy and myself and the kids drove to the property, checked it out, liked it, put a deposit down, and then later found out that they had friends that were putting an offer in and whatever. It was a big mess. So it just wasn't meant to be, which is fine because I absolutely love the house and the property that we got now. Um, it was definitely, we, we struggled for a while thinking that, okay, should we just take our house off the market and you know, not suffer, but push through until something comes that is meant to be. Um, And then we saw this house pop up on Zillow and we texted our realtor here and he said, let me run over and look at it. He went over and looked at it. It had been on for like two days and he's like, it's still available. So we put an offer in, they accepted our offer. Um, Then they even wanted to close earlier, which was fantastic. But um, we did all that, got all that business done 
And then we hired movers. <laughs> and <laughs> this could literally be its own podcast. Yes. So I just, like I said before, if you're ever bored, you feel like you don't have any friends, go on the internet and type in like that you're looking for a moving company. You will never be bored again. <laughs> like you will have so many phone calls, so many emails, so many texts. They'll just reach out to you from every angle. So I picked the like one of the first ones that came through. They weren't annoying. Um, they seemed like no BS. Um, it was called the moving grid. And I talked to her. Her name was Jade there. I talked to her. She was very like understanding. And she had us say, you know, we had four bedrooms to move, two bathrooms, a living room, a sunroom, whatever. We didn't have any attic. We didn't have any basement, any of that stuff. Um, and she was like, okay, you know, quoted us a fee for like $3,500. And I'm like, okay, wow, that seems pretty reasonable. Believe me, I've driven a moving truck from PA to mm. down south one too many times. Um, so I was like, that's fantastic. 3500 is great. Whatever. So we signed the contract with them, and they require that you put a third of the deposit down the day you sign the contract. So we put a third of the 3500 down, went on about our business. This was probably three weeks prior to moving day. And um, about a week later, she calls back and says, hey, it's Jade. I'm just checking in to see, you know, get a little more information as to exactly what you guys have. You know, do you have any appliances that are going? Do you have any, like, big furniture? Do you have any furniture with glass front doors? Do you have any tables that have glass tops? All that kind of stuff. Went through all of that with her, and she's, she was like, okay, well, it looks like you're going to take up a little more room than we were first expecting, so your price is going to go up. It was, like, went up, like, $2,000. So then I had to pay the difference of the third, a third price. So we sent her like another thousand dollars or whatever. So then, you know, I was like, okay, I think we're done. Um, but no, she said someone would call us within a week and that would have been, oh gosh, that would have probably been like a week before they were to show up. So she said, so they'll call you, they'll measure some of your big things, you know, just make sure they have an, a truck that's enough square footage to fit all of your stuff. I was like, okay, sounds good. So we waited. We were on the phone with that guy for two and a half hours measuring every single mm. thing in that house. We measured every table, every shelf, every little tiny box, like all the boxes that we have, like all of our tins for our business. We had to measure each box. Um, I specifically asked him, I'm like, we have roaster pans, we have pressure cookers, we have you know, uh, pressure canner, water bath canner, does all of that need to be boxed? No, no, as long as you wrap it so that, like, the lid's wrapped on, you know, with the saran wrap, that should be fine, you know, let's just measure that, so we measured each one of them to make room for them, um, seriously, two and a half hours we spent measuring stuff. Exhausting. Right, got that done, and then he says, well, it looks like you're going to use about 1,500 square feet of the truck, we originally quoted you for 750, 750 square feet, so now your your price is going to go up another $3,000. So I'm like, oh my gosh. And like at this point, I had like stuff budgeted out. Like Jeremy wasn't working. We kind of put the business on hold. Weren't making an income. So like the money we had was kind of designated for getting here and the things we were going to need when we got here. Um, so I was like, okay, I, I don't understand this, but I paid it. I paid the third, you know, so now we've paid like over $3,000. They haven't even picked up the stuff yet. And then I start worrying. Okay, well, what's gonna be, what are we going to be socked with next? So I asked her, I said, what kind of truck are you bringing? I mean, we didn't have a lot of furniture, but, like, I have pieces of furniture that my grandfather made my grandmother in, like, the 50s that they don't come apart. 
Like they're big, they're, you know, hard to maneuver. I, I don't know. So I'm like, you know, wondering what the heck is going to happen. So what was it? They came Wednesday. The movers showed up. They show up with this 26-foot box truck. Jeremy and I looked at each other and just laughed. Um, they got out of the truck, and Jeremy said to the moving guy, he said, I know you're the professional, and I'm going to leave you to this, but I don't think that's a big enough truck. And the guy said, well, let's go look around. Mind you, when we had given the measurements, we, didn't, we weren't sure what Mason was going to do, and I'll explain that in a little bit. So we just had made that decision. So all of Mason's bedding, his dresser, his nightstands, all of that had originally been added to the square footage that we were going to need. They were taken out, so that wasn't even going to be on there. We had sold our deep freezer, so that was taken out. So I thought, okay, great, we'll have extra room because we got rid of that stuff. Um, he walks through the house, and he's like, oh, no, I think everything's going to be great. You know, I think it'll – we start with the base with the big things and work from there. And, okay, well, we're leaving it up to you. Well, we had left on our bar things that we were planning on using for the ride down here, which was, you know, like dog food, cat food. Up um, here. Up here, sorry. <laughs> um, dog food, cat food, uh, chargers, laptop, books, you know, whatever we would need for a 16-plus-hour car ride with two kids and a dog. And a cat. And a cat. Um, so they, I don't know, they just took it upon themselves and started throwing things that weren't in boxes in boxes and wrapping them up with this horrendous tape they used. <laughs> and, and like, we were busy doing other things, so we didn't really see what was happening. You know, oh, it was a mess. So then they ended up, like, leaving pieces of, like, shelving that they had taken apart. They left pieces and nuts and bolts laying that we needed. for. So we had to go around and clean all that stuff up. It was less than um, pleasurable experience. Mm. Um, so, okay, they get the truck full. It gets to the back of the truck, and they're putting, like, the last things on. And he says, there's no more room. I can't fit another thing in here. We still had, like, uh, tomato cages. Um, wheelbarrow. Wheelbarrow. We had, like, our brooms and our rakes. And, like, you can't tell me that stuff, like, the brooms and rakes wouldn't just slide in somewhere. No, they were, like, over it. They were done. They were not very pleasurable to begin with. Um, he, he said, I can't even close the door. So he yanks out a large-sized box, takes the stuff out of it, slams it in a medium-sized box, and then just throws the large box into our driveway, I guess, for us to clean up, whatever. Um, so he finally gets the door shut, comes in to get the paperwork, and he's like, okay, well, I came... With a 2,000 square foot truck, we quoted you guys 1,500 square feet. You used the extra 500, so I have to charge you $3 per square foot over the $1,500. Vomit. Yeah. So that was 1,500 more dollars. So I'm like, this is absolutely ridiculous. So he like writes on the paper, figures out all the thing, whatever. It was like $2,000 I had to give him. Gave him a check for $2,000. They went on their way. I told him, you know, start the process now. Like you have to give them like a date of when they can start the traveling. I'm like, start it now because we're leaving tomorrow morning. We'll be there as of Friday night. Okay, fine. You know, he leaves. Well, then like a couple hours later, I get a phone call from this company. And he's, she says, um, he added wrong on the paperwork and... He didn't charge you the $1,000 that he's supposed to. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. So I like pull out the paperwork and I look at it and um, I added it all up. And lo and behold, there he didn't charge me for the $1,000. But at this point, I kind of felt like, you know what? That's not my fault. Like all that I've put into this so far 
and have gotten crappy service. I mean, they left like their empty tape rolls in a corner at our house. There was balls of used tape. Oh my gosh, it was, thank God we had a cleaning lady come and I paid her extra because she had to do extra stuff that we weren't, you know, accounted for. But whatever. Um, I was like, oh no, ma'am. Like, this has been absolutely ridiculous. I was quoted $3,500 in the beginning. We're up to like 7000 if not more, now. I'm like, where's the truck? Oh, the truck is sitting in our yard until you pay this $1,000. So we're halfway here, and she's telling me this. And I'm like, okay, you have to understand that we've already paid seven, $8,000. We're on a 16-hour drive. We have children and animals and whatever. I know that probably means nothing to you, and you could care less, but... I already paid all this money for this and it's the truck is still sitting in your yard this is completely unacceptable and she's like well would you be able to pay the balance when the truck arrives well absolutely because i have a lot of questions to ask between now and then so yes i could do that so she's like okay well then we'll get the truck on the road and going so we get here friday evening um don't hear anything from them call them they won't answer their phones their voice message box is full call the moving grid who are the ones that we booked the order through this other company they third partied out and hired um called them there's nothing they can do they can't help us because now it's in this other company's hands and they'll try and stick up for us and whatever but haven't heard a word from them mm. so um the movers show up and he's like okay well your balance is oh no that was like what like three or four days went by so mind you we're here sleeping on the floor we had nothing right we had nothing we had three outfits that we packed because i was told on the phone that if we told them to start immediately they'd probably pretty much meet us here so we had three outfits for everybody that we packed for the trip um we had no food we had like a little bit of dog and cat food um Nothing. Like, we had our pillows that we brought along, the blankets that we had in the car, and that was it. We slept for three or four nights on the floor (laughs) in the living room. Looking at each other. (laughs) Staring at each other. Like, we went to Lowe's and, you know, got things that we needed for the house and ordered whatever appliances we needed and stuff. But, like, we sat there and stared at each other. It was horrendous. And I kept calling. Every day I would call two or three times a day. What's the status? Nope. Can never get an answer or any of that. So, whatever. The movers then show up and we're like, oh, Wow. Nice to see you. We couldn't get a hold of anybody to know what was going on. And he's like, okay, well, your balance is $3,000. And I'm like, okay, I need someone to like explain this to me. And he didn't, his primary language was not English. So he was, you know, broken English. So it was kind of hard to explain. Apparently I had to go to the post office because they could only take a money order issued through the post office for the balance the first two times they could take check it either had to be cash or money order well i just moved from florida my bank is in florida um yes there are other branches around but i haven't done that research yet because didn't feel like i need to um so i drive the whole your driver's down. license is florida yes the driver's license is florida my checks are florida all of that drive down to the post office here in mifflin town and the lady was so sweet she was like it's just it's okay you know i'll try and help you so at the post office, if you want a money order over a thousand, you have to get like another money order. So I had to pay for three money orders and then, you know, I, they tried to do it as a debit and my bank kicked it back because I guess, you know, whatever their safety features are. So I called my bank and she's like, no, you can't do an out of state debit over 3,000 over, over 3, yeah. or something, your daily limit. Or I'm like, you can't like 
you know, push that aside for the day. No, we can't do that on debits. So I was like, oh, okay, well, what if I have her run it as a credit? Well, yeah, you can try that. So I go back in and then the post office lady's like, well, no, we can't take credits on money orders. So it was a big mess. So then I'm like, okay, well, how am I going to go get cash? And do I really feel comfortable paying these people cash after everything that I've just been through with, with them? I'm like, whatever, I've got to get my stuff and I've got to get them out of here so that we can begin our life. So I drove to State College, went to the bank, pulled Which is out what, the money. Like Forty-five minutes, probably. Yeah, pulled out the money, come back here, and when I get back here, Lowe's is here, the movers are still here, um, and I had the cash in my hand and the paperwork, and the guy was just kind of acting funny. So I was like, you know what? I'm gonna put this cash and stuff in a drawer and just wait till he either asks me or says something about it. Um, so. You know, I did that. We're going on about unloading things and whatever. And he comes over to me and says, can I get that cash? I want to purchase the these, like, straps that the Lowe's guys wear to, like, p- pick up hefty hefty um, appliances. appliances and stuff. He's like, I want to buy those off the Lowe's guys. And I'm like, okay, this is weird. And I was like, well, you could have the cash if you give me a receipt. And he's like, oh, okay, well, here, sign this paper. So the paper that he, like, put in front of my face to sign said, you know, that... Everything was removed off the truck. Everything was in a satisfactory condition. We were pleased with the service. We were, you know, we checked the truck to make sure all of our stuff was off. I'm like, I'm not signing this because you guys don't even have the truck empty yet. And that's not what this is for. And he's like, this is for your cash. And I'm like, no, it's not. Read below, you know, the the fine print. It says that I'm saying that all of our stuff was delivered properly. Um, You know, everything was not broken. The truck was emptied, you know, whatever. And I said, that's not happening yet, so I can't sign this. Well, that's fine. If you don't want a receipt for your cash, then, then that's fine. I'm like, no, this is not what I'm signing. Like, whatever. So I was like, no, I'm not gonna sign it. I did get a receipt from the bank. I was covering my butt in case something happens. Um, I contacted, actually our realtor here contacted us to see how everything was going. And I started telling him the situation. He's like, oh, no, no, no. He did a little research on the company and finds out that they have a litigation out against them through the state of PA right now for doing this to other customers. They've already been fined once by the DOT for whatever, messing around with people. So our realtor, um, so conveniently, is a state PA state constable. So he came over and was talking to them. Well, here, like, they wouldn't give him any information. They wouldn't give him his, their names. They wouldn't give him the name of the company, like the phone number where he could call to speak to someone, which was pointless because they don't answer the phone anyway. Hmm. Um, they wouldn't give oh, – he got, like, their license plate number. I don't know. I don't understand all of that part, but apparently he's – going to be filing some class action lawsuit and i was like i don't want any parts of it like if you need me to say yes they were shysty um i'll do that but i don't want any parts of the other thing so with all that aside we are we have all of our stuff a couple things were broken nothing that can't be replaced um we're slowly, Zad and Mandy came up yesterday, we're slowly unboxing. We actually kicked butt yesterday. We did. The whole garage is empty. The yeah. whole first floor, we just have to do a couple boxes in the bedroom. And, like, the whole first floor is done. And the basement's at least organized by, like, where things go. And they just right. need unboxed. And then Jeremy's got a few things in the barn. Yeah. So, I don't know. You guys should be, like, operational. Oh, at really, by the time we leave today. And then they'll just have to work on, like, slowly unpacking the basement. Mm-hmm. 
Which is amazing. Yeah. The kids have been great. They've been great help. They've been taking care of each other and playing. And There was a pool out back, an above-ground pool from the previous owners. And so we've been calling that the sand circle. So Missy left Florida because she hated the sand, right. and it followed. Yep. Um, kids love it. They've been playing in the sand, riding their bikes down the hill, building forts with the moving boxes and whatever. So the kids have been awesome. Yep. Um, okay, you want to talk about Mason, speaking of kids. Yes. Okay, so Mason, like I've mentioned before, is our 16-year-old. Um, he was having a very hard time leaving um, Florida. He has a good group of friends there. He's active in the church there. He works for the, for the church. Um, he was just really struggling uh, with coming back here where we were moving to. It's very rural, and like I said before, Mason's very... Um, social. Very social, likes to be in groups and do things and be part of stuff. Which I can't knock. Like, if that's what he wants to do, I can't hinder him from doing that. So, our the pastor of the church that Mason attends reached out to us and said, you know, Mason came to me and was struggling, said he's struggling about with his move. And I want you to know that Mason has a place with us if you are willing to allow it. So, I went home and I was like, wow, I really thought about it and, you know, thought about the pros and the cons and... Really, the only con was that he wasn't going to be with me. Like, and that was kind of a hard pill to swallow at first. Um, but I really felt at peace with it. It was the strangest thing. I was at peace, but yet I was so unsettled because I've never... Like, Mason and I have been through everything together. Mm-hmm. Um, and Maddie. Like, Maddie, Mason, and I have been through things you can't even imagine. So, the fact of me, like, moving on without my buddy was uh, was painful. But I knew he was happy. We talked to him. We met with the pastor. We had dinner with them. They showed us around their house where Mason's room would be. And not, we knew him prior to this dinner. Not, you know, in depth, but we, you know, we had spoken to him at church, passing here and there. And, you know, we're friends on Facebook and follow each other, whatever. Um, so we kind of knew about their their values and that kind of stuff and their daughter julia is really close with mason and hangs out in the group and works with mason at church so we kind of felt at peace there and when we went and had dinner that evening it was like i don't know the peace that surpasses all understanding just smacked me in the face and i just i knew that mason was at peace he was finally like settled and okay that we were going to be gone and that he was going to be there. Like we're still going to be struggles and that's, you know, that's expected. But, um, we moved Mason over to their house the Sunday before we moved out just to give like a couple days. Plus they have a really big dog that, um, Jack was a little concerned about. He's very protective. So he wanted Mason to enter, to be introduced to Zorro and, you know, get to know him and realize that he's part of the family now and he's going to be here and, you know, wanted that process, which was fine. It all went great. Mason's happy. I talk to him every day. He's now manager of the soccer team and loves that. So Mason. So Mason. He's just all into it and is doing great. Um, We kind of left it open that he could, you know, finish out this year at school and see how he likes it. Um, or, you know, if he likes it and it's working with their family and our family, then he would stay and do his senior year until he graduates. Um, so we're just going to kind of let that roll out and see. He's, he was struggling at first, you know, finding his place in the family because, you know, it's not his mom and dad and, and he is a mama's boy. Um, and you know, like I said, we've been through everything together and I'm not right there for anything that comes up or. So it was a very, very hard decision 
but there was also peace lining it. So yeah. So and then Matt. I don't. We haven't really talked about Matt too much. <laughs> um, yeah. So talk about Matt a little bit. So Matt is my brother. He moved to Florida. Uh, well, he came about like two months. Okay, when we moved. Matt and my mom came and visited us. Matt fell in love with the area, wanted to move there. He had been working at BJ's for like 25 years, hated his job, was ready to be done. After they came and visit, he went home. I think he put like his one weekend. I don't even think he gave him two weeks. Yeah. He put like his one weekend, was done there. We said, you know, you can come down here. We had an extra bedroom. You can stay with us till you find a place. He was going to work at the same job, Jeremy worked at, um, you know, whatever. So he packed up his stuff and he drove down, put most of his stuff in storage. He'd lived with us for pretty much the whole time we were there. Great experience. Not that I can't, I have nothing to complain about. He was fantastic. Dealt with the kids, you know, all of it. Um, isn't messy. <laughs> right. Isn't messy. Doesn't like eat your food. Isn't rude. Does his own laundry, you know, cleans up after himself, like anything you could ask for. It was, it was perfect. Um, so Matt, is now struggling with, okay, so he still works at the place that Jeremy worked at. Not very happy there, but it pays the bills. He has extra money left over. So he's he actually drove with us back here to PA when we to move Separately. to help. Yeah, he's, he drove in his car um, to help, you know, with whatever. And he wanted to visit. So he took two weeks off of work, and he's visiting my mom and some of his friends and my other brother and whatever. Um, and then he'll go back to Florida and he says for like the first two nights, he's going to sleep in a hotel and he does have a really good friend there that he works with named Marshall. And Marshall's mom was like, you know, you can move in with us because to rent a one bedroom apartment down there, you're looking at like $1,700 plus bills. So he just couldn't do it on his own. Um, eventually Marshall has some like child custody things that he's working through with his ex-wife. Um, so once that gets handled, they're hoping to get a place, but I'm like, like Matt's up in the air, you know, it's like, I don't know. And it it was really hard because I felt like a lot of these decisions were falling on us and like, okay, so now Matt doesn't have a house because we moved back here, but I can't allow that kind of stuff to bring me down or to honestly waste my time worrying about. Well, and like the unit of four, not that you don't miss Vanessa and and Vanessa will be here hopefully a lot more. Right. Um, you know, and miss Madison and Mason and whatever, Mm -hmm. but the unit of four you have, like, again, there's just peace. It's peaceful here. Right. The house is peaceful. It's like, you know, we talked about it before. It's like 2.2 acres, I think. Right. Um, which is like, it's a perfect little layout. Um, sometime maybe we'll do a YouTube video about it. Um, but, you know, they have, like, some nice open pasture. The people that lived here before said they had a steer every year for, like, 30 years, which is great. Because um, that was something they were considering. Or a dairy cow or both or something like that. Um, there's, like, a little stream that's super cute. A little kind of, I don't even know what you would call it. Like, a little, um, what's that thing called over there? It has a name. We've said yeah. it a hundred times. Um, anyway, this little strip over here where you could easily put pigs or something swale? like swale, swale. That's it. Um, put pigs or something like that. Um, obviously chickens are first on the list. Bees, we were looking through the, Missy and I took a little stroll out yesterday and we found a little discount grocery store, which reminds us so much of our favorite store in Lancaster. Um, like amazing prices. Missy got like $170 worth of groceries, which she said in Florida, she would have easily paid over $300 for. Um, and she could get baked goods. I mean, there are baked goods on every corner and she she was in heaven. She had an amazing (laughs) pumpkin whoopie pie this morning and some molasses cookies and there's nothing else that she needs. Um, 
so we found that and we found this little dry goods store which is super cool it reminds us of our favorite store in huntington that we love they have like an herb section and tinctures and things like that um huge book section which we need to go spend like a lot more time mm -hmm. at um with camping stuff uh, obviously fabric and whatever it's an amish store canning, um canning goods. stuff kitchen yeah. stuff every stainless steel bowl size you could imagine <laughs> um so yeah that was super fun so we did that yesterday and then today we worked on trash so we met a nice little friend wendy at the trash place um she said if we ever need anything or advice on where to go or need to know who lives right she has all, down she all knows about them. her neighbors and oh what my. they do for a living and it was so great. that was cool though because it like missy said that and like the lady at the post office is very warm and welcoming and they haven't felt out of place or anything like that so um yeah like we were talking between pallet discount grocery and sam's club ships yeah. i don't know what more you could need um, maybe Azure, but I don't even know. You might not even need Azure now if you can no. buy bulk from Pallet. Right, all the dry goods up there. Yeah, yeah so, which is cool, because you might be in my boat now where you just go yeah. buy your 50-pound bags and bring them home. Um, so, yeah, so other than that, I mean, you know, so we're talking a little bit about the plan. So, obviously, I have an excessive amount of hens, so we might get them set up with a, a chicken situation here soon. I have about, I don't know, maybe 50 in the run, and then I have some wanderers, 20 wanders i'm not even sure wow. um, i got some turkeys wandering with my chickens um but anyway get them set up with a chicken coop um bees there's a bee place like not far they have hives and the whole setup um so those are i don't want to say they're easy but easier to get started with right. than say a cow right um they got a trailer they're considering maybe trading in the car to get a truck which obviously they're gonna need a truck more than they need their little SUV right. here. Um, so, yeah, it's a great place. I, and they're only less than two hours. It was probably an hour and 45 minutes for Zad and I drive up here in typical us fashion. You know, we came up here yesterday morning, and then we're working, 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 and it's nighttime. We're like, meh, we'll just stay. Right. So we stayed. Um, Zad's up on the floor, me and Cash, <laughs> the dog, and the cat, and Zuzu, and Jamie slept in the full. Um, and, you know, Bud was in beans bed it was a hot mess as usual um but anyway so working through those things today and bud is going to las vegas so i need to get him home by tonight so that he can get packed to go to las vegas so but i'm just excited i mean two out less than two hours is way closer than 15 hours yeah oh. so our plan our hope is that at least once a month we see each other whether we come here or they come to us or depending on who's got what project obviously they have a little bit more needs at this point than we do because they're just trying to get set up so um yeah it's gonna be fun so anything else you want to talk about no with the house or whatever yeah. so the um you know to recap the move was horrendous and awful and let's never do it ever again no, no. um and the house is great so can't complain about that and we gave the whole moving experience to jesus we did i just <laughs> handed it all over to him i can't even fight about it anymore and i nope, won't talk about it anymore. It. he's having it just have it and don't give it back <laughs> right no take backs so, um, yeah, next week, I think we were going to talk about sensory processing disorder this week, which is something that Missy's son, Jared, struggles with. Um, and it's really interesting. And I think maybe a lot more kids struggle with it than I think people really realize. Um, so I think that's probably what we're going to talk about next week. But subject to change, not sure. So stay tuned. Um, you know, come listen to our podcast next week. So always podcast on Thursdays. You can find us at chapelforge.com, homesteadingroots.com. Um, Zad and I are on YouTube. Obviously, we're all on Instagram and Facebook. So if you have any questions about anything, reach out and let us know. And we'll see you later. Bye, friends.